0: Thank <music> you. Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly, and I'm going to be recording this by myself today because I wanted to get it out as soon as possible. Um, I am finding a cold, so if it sounds like my voice is shaky, that is why. But um, I'm also interrupting the Casey Anthony series to bring you this ongoing story that has been requested multiple times. So we begin this story in Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, Idaho, and the University of Idaho is located right up against the Washington-Idaho state border, about an hour and a half south of Coeur d'Alene and Spokane, or Spokane, however you pronounce it, Washington. So in the early morning hours of Sunday, November 13th, four University of Idaho students were murdered inside a house near campus, Kaylee gonsalves Madison Mogan, Zanna Carnodal, and Ethan Chapin were all found murdered inside this home. And here is what we know so far. So Kaylee and Maddie were 21. Ethan and Zanna were 20. All of them were students at the University of Idaho. Maddie and Kaylee were very close, longtime friends. Zanna and Ethan were dating. So One by one, I'd like to just describe these individuals. So Kaylee has been described by her parents as a strong and passionate go-getter. She already had a job lined up after graduation to work in the tech industry. Her family released a statement about Kaylee, and I'd like to read it because I think it's of the utmost importance to honor the victims in all of these horrible stories. So it reads, quote, One of the most painful experiences has to be to sum up an entire person in a paragraph who they were and what they loved and what they wanted in life. Our sister can't be packaged up in a box with a neat bow, and shame on anyone who would expect that. Kaylee was, is, and always will be our defender and protector. She is tough and fair, the ultimate middle child. She did absolutely everything she set her mind to, she didn't hold back on love, fights, or life. Kaylee was the ultimate go-getter and constantly wanted adventure. She loved her pup Murphy, her family, the way mimosas looked but not really the taste, and all of the finer things in life. She was looking forward to her job in tech starting on January 1st, a move to Texas, road trips in her newly purchased Range Rover, and a trip that she planned out to Europe, end quote. So Kaylee's Instagram is public, so I was able to see some of her most recent posts, and she's absolutely stunning. She has a megawatt smile. She's really, truly gorgeous. All of the girls are. She posted a lot about traveling, spending time at Lake Coeur d'Alene with her friends, and her time as a sister of the Alpha Phi sorority. Maddie was best friends with Kaylee. They grew up together, they went to school together, they often traveled together. Maddie loved traveling to warm tropical destinations, and she'd often post about them like Hawaii, Jamaica, the Grand Cayman Islands. But she also loved and appreciated the beauty and aesthetic of the mountains in Idaho and Washington. Maddie worked as a server at the Mad Greek restaurant along with Xana. And Maddie, Kaylee, and Zanna all lived in a house together, along with two other roommates and close friends of theirs, Bethany Funk and Dylan Mortensen. Maddie and Kaylee's families were really close. Obviously, they're all devastated by this. At the time, Maddie was dating a boy named Jake Schreiger. They'd been dating for about a year, and he was planning on bringing her home with him to introduce her to her family or to his family over Thanksgiving. Jake's mom said that Jake is completely devastated by this, and that he and Maddie were like peanut butter and jelly. Ethan was a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity on campus. He was one of three siblings, triplets actually, who grew up in Conway, Washington. He was very athletic, loved sports of all kinds. He loved country music, and he had an exceptional sense of humor. He grew up in a very tight-knit community, and they're obviously rattled by this. He majored in recreation, sport, and tourism management. In a statement, his mom says, quote, Ethan lit up every room he walked into and was a kind, loyal, loving son, brother, cousin, and friend. Words cannot express the heartache and devastation our family is experiencing. It breaks my heart to know we will never be able to hug or laugh with Ethan again, but it's also excruciating to think about the horrific way which he was taken from us, end quote. His dad describes Ethan as the kind of kid everyone wanted to be around, just a really good kid. The weekend prior to the attack, it was parents' weekend at the college, and Ethan and his siblings, who also went to University of Idaho, got to spend the weekend with their mom and dad. And through tears, it pulled at my heart when she described leaving Moscow with her husband after parents weekend, saying, quote, we did it. We've created three incredible humans who will go on and have something great to offer this world, end quote. And I just, it's unfathomable what they have to be feeling. Zana was a member of the Pi Beta Phi sorority studying marketing. Her sister Jasmine told CNN, quote, Zanna was one of the best people I have ever known. She made me such a proud big sister, and I wish I could have had more time with her. She had so much life left to live. You rarely get to meet someone like Zana. She was so positive, funny, and was loved by everyone who met her. She was so lighthearted and always lifted up a room. On Jasmine's Instagram, she dedicated a post to Zana saying, Words can't begin to describe the emotions I have been going through while realizing I can't see my little sister anymore. It's truly indescribable what happened to her, and it is so unfair. I've been confused and heartbroken these past couple days, and we are still waiting for answers. It is so hard to get caught up in the media during this time, but what I want most is for everyone to know what kind of an amazing person Zana was. She was my first friend, my sister, and my other half. Having the privilege to see my baby sister grow into someone so beautiful was one of the best gifts. Looking back, it's hard to think about all the little fights we got into, and I wish I could go back and just give her a hug. I remember chasing each other around the school when we would get mad, and everyone knew it was a normal occurrence for the noodles to fight during school hours. I think it's cute that they called each other the noodles. She says, although we fought a lot, we were still close. She made me a better person, and I was so happy seeing the person she was becoming. She was so strong and worked hard for what she wanted. She had the best friends in the whole world, and all she wanted to do was live life to the fullest. I know Zanna never let an opportunity pass her by, and she was so happy when I saw her. She was the life of the party and a dancing queen. I could go on and on, but she was truly a once-in-a-lifetime type of person. So What happened? Saturday, November 12th, Maddie and Kaylee were out together at the Corner Club, which is a local sports bar. Zanna and Ethan were not yet 21, so they were at a Sigma Chi party. At about 1.40 a.m., video surveillance shows Maddie and Kaylee at a food truck ordering food, waiting by the truck, and then getting their food and walking away. By about 1.45, somewhere between 1.45 and 2 a.m., all four— of These kids were back at the residence, which is only about three minutes away from the food truck. And then at some point between 3am and 4am, the four of them were killed. At 11.58 a.m. the next day, November 13th, police responded to a 911 call for an unconscious person and upon arrival discovered the bodies of Kaylee, Maddie, Zanna, and Ethan. This prompted the University of Idaho to announce a shelter-in-place alert, but that has since been lifted. It was actually only out for about 40 minutes. Later that evening, it was announced that there was a homicide on campus with four victims, but that there was no public threat. Which left people really nervous and puzzled, I'm sure. Now, obviously, questions are swirling regarding how it took until noon to notice four people were killed, especially if two other roommates were home at the time. And I don't really have an answer for that that has been confirmed, other than assuming that the other roommates just slept in and were on a different floor of the house. So, there's a picture of this side of the house that kind of shows a little bit of the layout and I will post it on our Instagram page so you can see, but this was like a split level home. So on the left side was the first floor. And then on the right side was the second and third floor. And so it's believed that the other two roommates were on the first floor. Zana and her boyfriend were on the second floor and then Maddie and Kaylee were on the third floor there is an entrance to the second floor and it's a sliding glass door. So that would explain how somebody got into the house without the other two roommates noticing. But the 911 call for an unconscious person also raised alarm bells because this has since been described as a bloody and horrific scene. There's a picture of the home That even shows what appears to be blood dripping down the side of the house as if it literally crept through the wall and then down the concrete foundation of the home. So now a lot of rumors and speculation have swirled on the internet, but one of the things that I thought to be the most believable, and listen, I'm not the type to come on here and and talk about things that have not been confirmed. I don't like to just spread rumors or speculation unless I firmly believe it to be true, And so when I read this uh, excuse or idea of why this could have happened as far as a 911 call being made for an unconscious person, someone said that maybe someone who walked in on the scene passed out from the horror of it, and it was someone else from outside The home that called 911. So I see that as being a plausible situation or explanation, but it's not one that I know for sure because the details from the 911 call have not yet been released. So by Tuesday, the Moscow Police Department maintained that there was no threat to the public, but they refused to answer any questions. Some information was released, however, from the county coroner describing all four deaths as homicides by stabbing. Wednesday, there was a press conference with the police chief, James Fry, and the University of Idaho president, Scott Green. It was then that they revealed all four kids were, in fact, stabbed to death. They also confirmed that there were two more roommates in the house who slept through the entire attack, and they couldn't or didn't answer for why no calls to 911 were made until almost noon. They did announce that this was a targeted attack, but didn't explain why, and they said that the search for a suspect, the weapon that was used, and other evidence continues. Thursday and Friday, the autopsy results were released, confirming that the four students were stabbed to death, and it was also revealed that the assailant likely entered through the sliding glass door, and there was no forced entry. We also know that there were defensive wounds found on at least one of the victims, which was confirmed by Zana's dad, and there was no evidence of sexual assault. Rumors of the victims being tied up and gagged were false. The coroner confirmed that each victim suffered multiple stab wounds with a lethal wound to the chest and that they were found in their beds. In the following days, the entire clip of the footage from the food truck that night was released. It shows Maddie and Kaylee ordering food and then waiting for about 10 minutes. Kaylee is pretty focused on her phone, and Maddie is often out of the frame, but obviously nearby, and it it's pretty obvious that both girls had been drinking that night. They're kind of stumbling around and having a hard time staying upright. And with them is this man in a light gray hoodie and then a dark coat and a black hat. He walks up to the truck at the same time as the girls, and he remains standing near the girls, but he appears to be by himself. He stands there the whole time, never ordering food of his own, but he's standing about five feet or so away from the girls. So it's like, are you with them? Are you not with them? And he's talking to another guy that is at the food truck also, who later confirmed that he said he was just keeping an eye on the girls to make sure they stayed safe. Red flags, I know. But then as soon as Kaylee and Maddie leave, he leaves in the same direction, again, not ordering any food. But it has since been confirmed that Maddie and Kaylee took an Uber home. After the girls got back to the house, Kaylee tried to call her ex-boyfriend, Jack. She began calling him at 2.26 a.m. and tried calling him six times between 2.26 and 2.44 So naturally, there's been a lot of speculation that her ex, Jack, had something to do with this. But Kaylee's mom, Christy, in an interview on Fox News, said, quote, We love Jack. Absolutely love Jack. We stand behind Jack 1,000%. Jack was Kaylee's boyfriend for many years. They just recently broke up. There was no animosity at all. It was a breakup on Kaylee's part. They still talked every single day. Kaylee just thought that she needed a little break. They're wasting their time with Jack, and Jack is just as distraught as we are. Jack is our family. Jack is 100%, 2,000% our family, end quote. Now, this is just my two cents, my opinion, but I was a college girl once. I've been in that position where you're maybe a little intoxicated and you're you know, emotional and in your feelings and you start calling an ex, I don't think that this is indicative of any kind of nefarious behavior on Jack's part. I don't think this should Im- implicate him at all. I think what Kaylee and Maddie and Zanna and Ethan and their families are going through and the people who love them are going through a lot and I my heart just breaks for them. So I think it's unfortunate that Jack is getting dragged into this as an ex because so is Maddie's ex. And so I just... I really feel like um, implicating that Jack or Maddie's ex-boyfriend, Jake, had anything to do with this is like adding insult to injury. So Kaylee's dad, Steve, said, quote, They're telling us that there's so much evidence that it's going to take a lot of time to process it all. This was not a pinpoint crime. This person was sloppy, end quote. And her mom, Christy, adds, Quote, they have not confirmed that they have DNA from this person. They just said they have a ton of evidence. It's all digital, digital information, phones ping- pinging off of their residence, somebody's ring cams, and they're combing through that. And obviously physical evidence from inside the house as well. End quote. Kaylee's older sister, Olivia Gonzalez has been very vocal and vigilant as, as she tries to find any and all clues to find her sister's killer. And she sent a statement to the Idaho Statesman on behalf of her family and Madison Mogan's family saying quote, they were smart, they were vigilant, they were careful. And this all still happened. No one is in custody. And that means no one is safe. Yes, we are all heartbroken. Yes, we are all grasping, but more strong than any of these feelings is anger. We are angry. You should be angry. And to whoever is responsible, we will find you. We will never stop. The pain you caused has fueled our hatred and sealed your fate. Justice will be served. She would never stop fighting for us and demanding the truth and justice, and neither will we. So as of right now... Those are all the updates that I have that are either the most plausible in my opinion or confirmed by police. There is a lot of speculation going on on a Facebook page that's dedicated to to this case and also the Reddit forums, but I'm not here to spew that because I would hate to mistakenly accuse somebody that is just being assumed as having something to do with it. So, if you're following that stuff, Um, I get it because I'm following it with you. But please take everything you read with a grain of salt because until it's confirmed by family or police, it's not 100% true. So that is what I'm going to leave you guys with today. I will, of course... Um, come out with an update as soon as there is one, I think that this will be solved pretty quickly for as sloppy as a crime as it was. So stay tuned. And um, our next episode will likely be part three on the Casey Anthony series. So stay tuned. Bye.